Hey guys, thanks for uh, joining us again this week. I'm Daniel Gonzalez with Preferred Flooring. We got Jose and John this week with us. We're going to be talking about uh, tackling projects. You know, every project has its own issues and how to deal with those. Uh, we've been on a few of them lately that were ridiculous. So, yeah, little, little less delightful projects always make you appreciate the ones that run smooth, that's for sure. As you notice, Paul isn't here this week. He's uh, working or something. I don't know. So, so bear with us, because that dude, he's really good at getting the right questions and getting everything started. So this is going to be our first time trying to get everything rolling by ourselves. So, um, Please feel free to chime in. Daniel can see any messages or any questions you guys have. But um, the only thing that we have to go off of are items that that we've experienced and that we've encountered. And um, we've had we've had uh, quite the roller coaster the last couple months with the amount of work that we've been receiving and performing and having to scatter the guys. And you know, there's just been a lot of uh, a lot of issues from uh, logistics to scheduling to I don't even think this is, they can hear us on false expectations uh, uh, set by uh, either the, the salesman uh, for the store that we're working with or um, what we're running into a lot lately is uh, the YouTube educated clients. We're not getting any um oh no the, the mic's working it's just uh these two are usually when paul is talking but those ain't going to be working today anyways okay so i guess go ahead daniel get started on the, some of the, the issues that, that we've seen oh man we do quite a bit of hospital work and lately what we've been running into is uh time constraints right so you get into a hospital and especially when you're doing hallways, they, they give you a certain time frame and you got to start at this time. You got to be done at this time. It has to be walkable and um, comes into to a little bit of an issue, especially when the, that hospital, you know, once you're on site, you're already there starting. And then they're like, oh, by the way, instead of having this walkable at 8 a.m., you only have until 6 a.m. now. And it's like, all right, what can we do to, to start mitigating that? And one of the focuses that I want to talk about today is getting to know your, your reps, right? So this is, this is the, the brand that we use. Our rep is amazing. And that's one of the, the main reasons why we use that brand is because if I call them right now, I know I'm going to get, you know, a text message or a phone call back within a few minutes because Either he, he's busy right now or he's going to answer and, and lead me through my issues. So getting to know your reps is really, really important. Um, not only do, do, do they have all the information, but you may think that you have to do things a certain way and it's totally different. I mean, that's what we've realized throughout the past few years is, okay, maybe, uh, maybe we don't know everything and that's kind of how you got to start approaching things and even when we do think or actually know that 
we're, the process that we have to do, it's really reassuring that, you know, he's just a phone call away saying, well, you already know what's going on. You, you don't really have to call me, but I just need to make sure that everything is going to be, be done right. So that's the same thing too. Like um, when you have your crew on site um, and, and they call, they call you or like our crew calls us, um, it, it's uh, reassuring you making sure that you're taking those necessary steps because with the amount that our products change, it's it's hard to feel or say that you you do understand the process when you know it might have been three, four, six months since the last time you might have looked at some of the uh, information on the, the the back of a bucket of adhesive or looked at some of the installation specs or some of the requirements. Um, that that help in, in, in those scenarios is, is reassuring that you have someone to call. We have someone to call. Um, you know, we we don't know everything and um, we try to know a lot about everything, but we, we, we it's hard to keep up. So you just gotta to know that, I mean, even if you wanted to call us, you can just call someone to, to get that reassurance that the project, the, the issues that you're having on that project there are solutions, you just need to know which ones to make. So, uh, a lot of people don't know this guy right here. This guy's John. He, he, he helps us, John Curtis, he helps us out with our day to day. Um, and he, he tackles a lot of those, those issues for our few managers. Um, a lot of the day to day issues that we might not have time to take care of, but he, he's really good with people, he's really, really good with, with time management and. He's got a great skill set with, with helping uh, helping the guys get kind of out of the rut that, that they're in and that you can get in when um, when you face some of these issues day to day on a project as far as uh, scheduling or unforeseen conditions and it's pretty good at helping us organize it. You have uh, anything you want to add to any of what we're talking about, John? Um, so far, I'm just kind of taking it in and waiting to see where I can chime in on what you guys have. So the, the hospital project that, that we've been talking about, um, the, the time constraints, right? So we've been doing a lot more self-leveling lately. Not only is it going to give us a, a better overall finished product, but we've noticed that it's really underutilized in the industry and that not only is it going to save time, no, you, you can't skim it and start installing that day, but it is saving the time from having to do multiple skim coats and skim weight, skim weight. This way you're just going there. You're, you're doing the, the system underneath the, the self leveler and then you're, you're pouring and leave and come back uh, tomorrow and hit the ground running. Um, we've had multiple, multiple projects that have happened this way and our reps have been amazing to, to help us out with it. Um, that's, that's just one aspect of an issue that can pop up on the job site. You know, there's multiple issues. These guys have been dealing with scheduling like crazy lately because commercial projects like to, to move all over the place. Yeah. And so. that's, that's the thing too, is like, uh, I'm going to try to play like, uh, the, um, the outsider looking in here, but, uh, as far as like, uh, managing, employees and skill sets where, where are people on that um 
Daniel, what, what, what are your views on that? John, what are your views on that? Um, do you guys? Having, have it, having to know when, when and where to put certain people. Yeah. It's always a, I think it's always a struggle because there's always going to be, you know, those new guys that, that regardless of uh, where you kind of send them, there, there are going to be times throughout the day that where they're going to essentially just be standing around doing nothing. Right. But that's when you gotta, you gotta kind of take them under your wing and kind of just explain to them what you're doing while you're doing it. As far as being, knowing where to send them, sometimes it's flip of the coin. Yeah. It's a, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> like, I hope this works out for the best in my mind. I, this is going to work out and if it actually does in reality is there's a lot of variables I, I, you know so so i think uh we've only ran at most uh 12 guys total right uh, uh not including well subs before right um not including like uh subs that that work for us at the same time that we have other projects going on but um, you know, that's some people only run two, some people run 12, some people run hundreds. I mean, I'd, I'd like to pick everybody's brain. I'd like to, to know what you guys do on all that. How do you guys uh, uh, classify and organize those as a subcontractor versus employee? Um, you know, this is, this is kind of an open format. Any, any information or any questions you guys have would, would be great to hear on that. Um, because I'd like to learn, to be honest with you. I'd like, I'd like to, to learn a little bit more on how to handle that, how to approach it. Um, another thing that goes hand in hand with, with that is the logistics, right? The materials, uh, the tools, what equipment. Um, are, are you set up to deliver your own material? Are you set up to deliver your own heavy equipment when you need it for uh, removal or for installs? Um, there, is there a drop shipment of material going to site? Um, are you guys uh, receiving and then bringing it to site, handling it multiple times? You know, um, how does how does that go about? What challenges do you guys face, and what what way do you guys solve uh, some of those logistic issues? And then just you know, kind of moving on, we can all. We can talk about, you know, something that no floor guy ever really wants to talk about, right? Is asbestos. What what do you what what do you do when asbestos you find it, right? First things first is you gotta get it tested because no one can just look at something and know that it's asbestos. Yeah. Do you know where the closest testing sites are? Um, is it something you have to mail in, something local? What's the turnaround time? Um you know, do you know the requirements as far as uh, how much material they need for testing? How much of the adhesive they might need for testing on, on top of that? Um, uh, are they qualified? Are they certified? Um, how busy are they? What's your time frame? Um, there's just a lot of, uh, there's a lot of variables when it comes to, to, to that as an issue. And, and I know that everybody handles it a little bit differently, but, um, We've just, just seen a lot of guys on the sites, right? And they, they go in there and they're, they take a picture or something and they're like, hey, do you guys think this is, this is asbestos? And it's like, go get it tested. Well, they don't want to get it tested. And it's like, it's always the runaround, but 
Um, I think the most recent one was someone asking about encapsulating it, but doing a direct glue right over it and setting the next guy up for failure. Setting the next guy up for failure, right? But I mean, where, where does where does the liability fall within that? And we've we've taken the you used to be I don't are you still certified for the abatement? Not anymore. I haven't had a refresher for okay. 15 years. But. but but when you go through you know these types of awareness classes and certification classes, they they tell you right like that this is why you can't do it because the next guy that goes to pull this up, now you just adhered something to it, they're going to start pulling it up and there's that chance of it coming up. It's flying up and they-, they And then, and then it's know. in the air already, right? Made it, yeah, it's not fair. It's, it's not idea. fair to them. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if, if, the, if the paper trail is there, you could be liable for it. And a lot of people just, other installers don't realize the risk that they're putting themselves at when they do things like this. And the only thing that I can do is kind of chime in and say, hey, this is what we talked about when we were, you know, going through these classes and this is what was said. And they come back with some ridiculous stuff like, uh, what did he say? What are these, these one hour or these 10 minute talks uh, while you're loading up carpet or something and they, they just don't realize that there, there there are classes out there that you can take to broaden your knowledge on certain aspects of things and you kind of got to be able to roll with that and know that you don't know everything I mean, just, just educate yourself that there's you know you don't have to take a class but do some reading educate yourself on it um try to prevent having some of those issues you don't want to be held responsible for for making any of that stuff airborne to where it could affect someone and maybe the future health of their child or themselves so not only in the air you can carry it on your clothes take it home with you there's not only that each I 15 years ago when I did take the certification class, I think each pebble size that you don't have documented to the EPA that you're abating, that they find, dime size pieces of $5,000 fine. Each one. So if you got a bag or it's in your- In your shoes. In your trash can or anywhere. So the, that, was a, that was a while ago. So I'm sure the, the fines are a lot higher. Right. Just these guys, a lot of these guys are boss tells them to go rip this up and they have no idea what they're even. Hey, I was guilty of that. I was one of them. I Me didn't too. Know. I remember when they first started doing flooring, we had races to see who can pop the rose first. Who can just get <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Not, why do you think I sound like this? No, that's no, not that's not that's not the reason. I could probably sell that one for a buck. But you know, um, the, the solution to that to that problem is uh get it tested, start there. That's Right. Worry about the, the abatement later. Let's see if it's hot first. Don't ever let anybody talk you into doing something that you're not comfortable with. We, we, um, that was the beginning of the end of a relationship, um, actually, for us. Is we were asked to do an install at, at a school, and it was over a nine by nine, which they told us tested positive. It was, it was hot. And we got there, and everything was hollow. Um, it was platforms, it was in the choir room. Um, or yeah, it was a choir room, right? Yeah, or a band, room. Room, band room. And 
I remember tapping on the floor and I was like, man, like, I don't think we can stick to this. And I think we're putting down Candace. Mm-hmm. And so I, I told Dave, I said, you know, I'm gonna make a phone call. I don't know if they know about this. So I called and they said, yeah, we, we knew about that. Um, just install over. And I was like, well, no, we gotta stick it. And then we gotta double cut it. And then I gotta pull the bottom, the, the bottom piece out and it piece. could pull the, the tile up. And that, like, I don't think you understand that that's what can happen. And then I'm responsible, not you. No, that's, they know that's the way we got to go. And Daniel and I had like, a, it wasn't even that long of a talk. I think we, we, we sat back for about five minutes, talked about it and decided to walk away from that job. Um, I think we left with our guys with nothing to do for the rest of the week because of that. I'm pretty sure we made it up to them, but I couldn't. Holland High School. No, I don't remember what it was. It was it was out in Greenville. I do know that. Um, but sometimes you get you had to make decisions that uh, might not seem like the right one for you. Um, but you know, it's not just you have to worry about when it comes to that type of uh, material that should be removed by a professional. Um, what about um? And we're kind of scattered, guys. Yeah, just, just, just to be clear, I know that there, uh, there's so many issues that can happen on a job site. Yeah, and, and, and most of our issues are going to be geared more towards commercial. So, if there is anybody out there who is primarily residential and you have uh, some issues that you've come across, please chime in, text. I, I don't know how to read what's going on on the screen right now, um, but uh, please feel free to ask any questions. Um, what about uh, like? change order issues and um, you know when they make changes on the fly you, does everybody or, or I, I know that have something to a way to track everything that's yeah, going on yeah because like we just we're handling that right now this is getting really really hard to deal with um, and you know we we have our we sell our own we do our own installs and then we also still install for for other uh, flooring stores um, but some of the older gentlemen, I would say, you know, you get a little bit old school, uh, don't necessarily have all the documents in place uh, that uh, make it easier. So we got to kind of like track everything from, uh, we have to ask our guys to track and so if they miss something and then we go back to the other company and see if they have the information. So, and there's change orders and ads in between all of that. and. Um, it, things are going to get lost. It's gonna get lost, but on whose end? You know, it's like you're gonna lose on yours, and they can lose on theirs. Uh, you know, how do you guys take care of tracking projects, uh, whether they're yours or they're not? How do you guys uh, have your employees track it, um, change orders? How does everybody work that out? How do you implement that? There's no one to answer you right now, but. It's just a general question shooting it out. Yeah. I'm sure that somebody can answer that at some point. And this is going to other social media sites. So I know that's what I'm just saying. Yeah. But I was going to say, you know, you always have to have something, right, to keep track of it. Because if you look at um, the, the verbiage in the contracts that you get, it's always change orders have to be approved before you can start the work because if you start the work and start doing that and then that change order isn't approved then you're just doing something for free and no one wants to work for free 
or putting yourself in a situation where you're going to be short at the end of the project on material because the changes in the middle of the project and they want you to add a conference room of the same material that you're running down a corridor. Just one of those scenarios. And then also, if you do a lot of work for stores, um, it's inevitable you're going to end up running short on a project, right? It happens probably more times than salespeople like to admit. Um, one thing is do, don't go to the customer right away. Contact the salesman to see what's going on. Because uh, as we've learned, some of these salesmen just keep stuff in the warehouse as like a security measure or something. And five boxes magically pop up out of thin air. Yeah. So definitely have a relationship with your salesman to, to where you can communicate like that and, and not throw them under the bus. And salesman, man. Let them know that you have something extra. Let them know that it's a stock material that, that you sold the client um, in case they are running short or running tight so they don't have to hit their head against the wall making sure that they're using every square inch of every piece. Um, we tend to do that as much as we possibly can anyway, but not everybody is as thoughtful um, there's a lot of a lot of waste involved. And then the, the, the old school guys, right? Because everything um, that we've been doing and that, that we've seen done in, in a lot of the places that we do work for is done electronically. So they're measuring electronically, they're doing takeoffs and stuff. And it's hard for some people to, to trust that. We've been in that situation where it's, all right, well, there's... If I'm short, it's the computer's fault. Mm -hmm. But things, you know, things change on job sites. We were on one where they took out radiators that were, you know, sitting on the floor next to a wall. And then it's like, all right, well, that radiator was out one foot and that, that whole space is, you know, a couple hundred feet. So you have one foot by, you know, 200 feet that adds up to a lot of square footage and you end up, you know, falling a few pieces short and it's like, wasn't supposed to be like that, but it's uh, got to roll with the punches and, and get things done still. Yeah, are your, um, are the employees uh, able to solve problems uh, on their own without uh, calling back to the office or leadership, uh, whether it's your number one, number two, number three, um, how are those relationships? Um, uh, if some if a client changes something on the fly and they got to work an additional hour or two hours, are, are your guys' relationships well enough to trust that they're going to make the right decision to, to save the time for the next day or the rest of the week or, or to salvage a relationship? Um, same thing with the subs. I mean, it's just it's a little bit give and take, right? So um, I would say that if you are going to have any issues on any job site, I would say try to make sure that your employees and the subs are, are definitely on the same page as you and your, your end goal is the same. Um, because regardless, uh, if you are 
on the project or not. Uh, you're trusting the employees there with you or, or by themselves to help you come up with a solution and make the right decisions. But I guess uh, what it really boils down to is open lines of communication all the time with everyone um, when there's issues on the job site because as an installer, when you're on the job site, you don't wanna, it's, it sucks that you gotta report these kinds of things, but you have to, right? Because someone's gotta pay for all these issues that are coming up and we just have to know and document everything so that way when it comes down to final billing, everyone's on the same page with everything. Um, so as long as everyone's on the same page, everyone should be all good and and the customer uh, should be happy at the end because they've been involved with everything. So communicate, make sure uh, you get all you have your, your reps information, so that way you guys can communicate, communicate with the clients, and, and that'll streamline everything. I think that's that's really all we have for today. Today was gonna be a super quick one. We just wanted to get on here and make sure that uh, we didn't miss miss a week since Paul couldn't be here. Missy Paul, you're you're really the one that uh the brainchild. Not that we didn't have enough time to prepare, but um, we can never be as prepared as that guy sometimes. This is what he likes to do, and, and we definitely appreciate what he does. So there's, I don't see anything coming through, so I, we're just going to, you know, call it a week there, and we'll see you guys next week. Paul should be back, and we'll hit the ground running again. I don't – I didn't even look what the topic was for next week, but yeah. – Let me see if I have it right here. Might, might not have been, uh, not only that is uh, the person on, on the other end of the, the screen is sick. So I know she, she, she should be sleeping right now, but instead she's on here hanging out with us. Thanks so we hope you out. feel better. All right, guys, everyone have a good week. We'll see you next week.